Welcome to this week's edition of Dying Breeds with me, Gervais Serene. Throughout the series, I'll be taking a peek into the lives of people who prefer things the way they used to be, without all this needless modernization as the world hurtles to hell in a handcart. Would you describe yourself as an old-fashioned romantic? I know I would. And this week, I'm off to the throbbing heart of London's Soho district to meet Ronnie Fudge, who has never tired of his quest to facilitate the finding of love for those whose hearts are open to meeting a significant other. Ronnie runs The Matchbox, an elite, offline dating agency for men who enjoy the company of men. But in a world assaulted by the so-called smartphone revolution, I set out to discover why someone might choose Ronnie's agency over a freely downloadable application. I'm making my way down a lively Soho thoroughfare, Berwick Street, where I can smell the fresh produce of its daily market stalls, mingling with the more exotic aromas emanating from a Vietnamese restaurant nestled between a couple of fabric shops. This street was renowned for its many textile outlets in years gone by, but the rich tapestry of that industry has, alas, over time worn down to mere threads compared to its heyday. And I wonder if the same is happening to the Matchbox, which has its office on the first floor, just above the Soho Saigon, which I must say is very alluring with its promise of flavours of the Far East. But before I head up, I wanted to canvas some opinion from passers-by about the L word. Um, ah, let's try this group of uh, friends, or maybe colleagues. Uh, excuse me. Uh, excuse me. Me? Yes, I'm making a programme about finding love. Oh, that's why he's in costume. Nice hat. Uh, thank you. So, are any of you looking for love? Depends on your star sign, mate. <laughs> <laughs> Ignore him. We're off to our work away day and someone's a bit too excited to be out of the office. <laughs> are you actively looking for the one or are you happily partnered? I'm single but looking, yeah. And how do you go about it? I mean, through friends or...? Uh, apps, mostly, um, but they're a waste of time. Some can be all right, but it's a numbers game. I'm on a break. From your relationship? No, from the apps, driving me mad. The guys match with me, then never reply to my messages. Oh, ego-boosting exercise, innit? Men are hopeless. Hey, I always reply to messages. Oh, yeah, correcting their grammar and spelling. <laughs> It can tell you a lot about a person. Oh, indeed it can. Yeah, yeah right. <laughs> <laughs> what about you, then? Uh, me? Oh, I take my leaf from Queen Elizabeth herself. Never complain, never explain. Uh, thank you. Enjoy your away day. Do you reckon he's really making a programme? Wasn't he in them carry-on films? Ooh, Matron! <laughs> Let's see what an expert has to say about the sometimes thorny process of finding love. Uh, it's quite a steep climb. <laughs> Is this right? Uh, ah, here's a brass plaque. The matchbox. There's certainly a studious atmosphere in this finely appointed office. There are two desks at either end of the room, linked by many metal filing cabinets. The sort you'd expect to see in the Ministry of Home Affairs back in the day. 
And a lovely bay window gives out onto Berwick Street below, so it really is quite the cocoon, yet slap-bang in the heart of the capital. And with me is Ronnie Fudge, the proprietor. Many thanks for allowing me into your world, Mr Fudge. Oh, park the fudge and call me Ronnie. Everybody does. When did you start this agency, Ronnie? 2nd of Jan, 1962. Same day that Zedcar started on the telly, remember? Oh, yes. Quite revolutionary at the time, I believe. And a far cry from the cosy depiction of police life seen in Dixon of Doc Green. Oh, <laughs> the police didn't like it. It showed the public the grittier side of how they operated, a side which I knew only too well, being a homosexual. And has the matchbox only ever catered for, um... Male clientele. Oh, you can say it, Gervais. The gays, the woolly woofters, the queers. Oh, we've heard it all. And I don't care what word people use. But it can be quite the political minefield these days. You know, I have some clients who reject the pronoun he. Uh, because they wish to be referred to as um, she? Well, everyone was she back in the 60s. It's how we spoke. But no, some want to be referred to as they. Oh, oh get this. Some don't want Mr. on the envelope. It's MX. I mean, I have the foggiest how to say that. It's mix, mux. What's wrong with darling, I ask myself. Uh, my Aunt Gwen, Auntie Planty, we used to call her on account of her very green fingers. Well, she used to call everyone Cocker. Well, she had northern roots, you see. So, well, try that these days. <laughs> and how did you get started in this vocation? Oh, it's a calling, Gervais. It's in my bones. Back in the early 60s, you had to have your wits about you. Even though decriminalisation wasn't too far off, you developed a sixth sense for who was whom. And, and people would come to me. I was working in a milk bar round the corner on Piccadilly, the steaming cup. <laughs> a steamer was a client looking for a rent boy, you see, and a cup was a dishy bloke. Woo anyway, I knew everyone, everyone, Gervais, and they thought they knew me, but they didn't. And I became the repository of all the he fancies him, but he fancies his mate instead, etc., etc. So... A word in your ear from Ronnie meant the wheels were greased, so to speak. And I loved it. Much more than doling out the Orlicks and the Garibaldis. <laughs> and here you still are, uh, a number of years later. I'm on my knees and I confess, Gervais, I am a workaholic. Oh. My candidates are like family to me. They have my full attention. Oh, excuse me a sec. And above all... I'm looking for someone with a deep seam of integrity. Integrity, yeah. Like Mrs Thatcher when she sank the Belgrano. Sorry about that. Just supervising my assistant's call. Oh, don't you trust her? Oh, implicitly. But it's just that, well, the buck stops with me. So one really must have eyes and ears on. I was curious to know, Ronnie, whether the, uh, shall we say, more modern mechanisms for finding love were increasingly posing a threat to your way of providing that service. Oh, the apps, you mean? Mm. Not at all. We're doing well. It's the bloody business rates that will do for us, though. They've shot up over the past couple of years, so the pressure's on to get more candidates matched. But this... Is my pride and joy, and I ain't going down without a fight. Just like Liza at the end of Maybe This Time, everybody loves a winner. I re-watch Cabaret once a month, and it is, without a doubt... Good morning, the, Major. The Major? Oh, 
I'll take it to you. Transfer it across. Major General, how was breakfast? Any soldiers with your boiled eggy this morning? No? Well, we'll soon fix that. I thought I'd take the opportunity to speak to the other match in the box, Ronnie's assistant, Tim Yu. It's a pleasure to meet you, Gervais. And may I say what a beautiful grade of silk that is. Oh, my pocket square? Mm, as a child, I would feel all the fabrics in the shops around here and be told off by the owners. <laughs> um, purple is a very bold choice of colour in Vietnamese culture. Oh, really? Yeah, it connotes um, nostalgia, uh, tenderness and sadness. Oh, well, it reminds me of a box of milk tray, but uh, anyway, I've just learnt that you're no stranger to Berwick Street. Yeah, Gervais. Um, my parents have owned the restaurant downstairs for many years. The Soho Saigon? Yeah. When I'm not needed downstairs, I come up here to help Ronnie. Tell him what your name means in Vietnamese. Uh, Tim Yu means finding love. Oh, is that so? Well, it's a loose translation. Isn't language remarkable? All those hidden meanings, double meanings, not saying what we mean and saying what we don't mean. As she told you, I watched her grow up. <laughs> Ronnie is our best and uh, most cherished customer. He has his lunch downstairs most days. And how could I not? The delicious smells creeping up that staircase, a pure temptation. Yes, I noticed the aroma of broth as I arrived this morning. The best furbo in London. Uh, furbo? Furbo means noodle soup with beef stock. Very nourishing for the soul. <laughs> Oh, we'll leave you to it, Tim Yu. Thanks. Uh, the matchbox, Tim Yu speaking. Oh, hello, Jonathan. How are you? Uh, she's quite the bright spark, isn't she? Got a real instinct, that one. Almost detective-like. And she really knows her way around a filing cabinet. Mm. <laughs> <clears throat> yes, I was going to ask about the fact that this agency must be... Well, unique, really, in that it's offline and no internet involved. I must admit, I'm rather slow to pick up on the latest worldwide web fascinations, be it sending an Instagram or Snapchatting, but not everyone's like me. So, Ronnie, why would one choose the Matchbox over smartphone applications and websites? Well, for starters, some of our candidates have a certain public status. I don't wish to be publicly seen searching for love on the apps. Oh, anyone you can mention. Well, we did have a gorgeous chap who's a weather forecaster for Auntie Beebe. Oh, the bum, dear, the bum when he turns his back on Ireland. He was runner-up on I'm a Celebrity and was getting a lot of male attention, but he felt it was for the wrong reasons. Too many trophy hunters. So he came to me, looking for a more authentic connection. Interesting. I did speak to some young men and women just outside, and they told me of their very mixed experiences of the dating apps. Yes, those things do attract millions of candidates. But from what I've heard, so few of the users are serious about actually meeting up. Mm. A paid-for service like the Matchbox has the advantage of deterring the time-wasters. I read something in one of the supplements recently which said that only 7% of the men on the most popular app actually send a message once they've matched up with someone. Well, what a waste of time! 
All that and no cattle, some folk. I'll have none of that lot here. Only the sharpest of matches, raring to strike. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Tim, you and I have just popped out of the office to deposit some cheques. Oh, are you hungry, Gervais? Would you like some? Good heavens, it looks like an alien. <laughs> it's hot being law. I'm not sure there's an equivalent in English. Um, Fertilised duck embryo? I'm actually still replete from a full English. We eat it to reverse bad luck. Oh dear, has something bad happened? No, not yet, but I can... I can feel it. Well, thanks all the same, but I think I'll take my chances. <laughs> oh, here's a bank... Whilst we're queuing, I wanted to ask whether Ronnie has a partner or husband. Ronnie is so skilled at finding love for others. He sees it as his calling, but he's never found it for himself. I see. He doesn't really talk about it, but he does protest that he doesn't need a partner. He's married to the business. As you may have noticed, it's very much his baby. Yes, yes. And do you enjoy assisting Ronnie? There's not much call for me to use my initiative, which is... Well, my parents allowed me to overhaul the restaurant website and online booking system. That was very satisfying for me. Oh, hidden skills indeed. I love anything with a technical challenge. When I'm filming the introduction videos for new candidates, I like to make the candidate look his best. I think we should buy a lens with a larger aperture so that I can shorten the depth of field, giving it a really cinematic feel. But Ronnie is keen to keep expenses down. Mm. It's his business, and I'm grateful for the extra income, but... Next customer, please. Just these to pay in, please. And that's for you. We should hurry back, Gervais. A new client is coming in to record his This Is My Life video, and I want to be there to greet him, as he's a little nervous. Oh, right you are. Um, after you. Sure you don't want the rest of this hot vin long? I'm back in the matchbox, and I'm with a new client, Norman. Oh, strictly speaking, I'm not altogether new. Oh, yes? I was matched by Ronnie about 20 years ago, but uh, I'm widowed now. Oh, I am sorry. Oh, yes. Felt like I'd lost a limb, truth be told. But I have lovely friends who really rallied round. They suggested I uh, get back on the horse. So, uh, when was it, um... A few months ago now, I came to see Ronnie, thinking there might well be a second pot of gold at the end of the rainbow. Oh, well done you. And how have you fared? Well, um, unfortunately, a charlatan managed to slip through Ronnie's net. Oh, Christ! Are we on Michael Dupont Davis? I curse that name, Gervais. No one, I repeat, no one has ever escaped the hooks and lures of my rigorous vetting procedures. Oh, there's a first time for everything, Ronnie. Bloody Michael Dupont Davis. Should have guessed from the name alone. I mean, it sounds made up, doesn't it? Took Norma for an absolute ride. But I'm finding him a match on the house. What on earth did he do, this rogue? 
got his hands on the deeds to my house. I'd he... sent him packing with a flea in his ear, mark my words. That con man demanded a refund and all, not on your bleeding Nelly. But don't you worry about a thing, Norman. I've found you a match before. The love of my life. And I'll do it again. Tim, you, would you talk Norman through his form whilst I treat Gervais to some of your mum's fur bow? Of course. Do take a seat, Norman. Ronnie says you like Vietnamese egg coffee. Oh, what a memory. Thank you. It reminds me of our honeymoon in Hanoi. Ah, uh, you were in Hanoi? My parents tell me it's a wonderful place. I'd like to go. Oh, you must. The old quarter's got a street where every shop sells gravestones. It's very kind of you to treat me to luncheon, Ronnie. Oh, you just wait till the soup comes. You won't want to go anywhere else. Mm. Uh, could you tell me a little more about how you decide who to match to whom? Is it an art or a science? I'm not sure I can answer that one, Gervais. It's, a, it's an instinct. Was I born that way or was it somehow nurtured in me? I simply don't know. Yes, you mentioned earlier just how clandestine and under the radar you had to be back before decriminalisation. Oh, don't go thinking things were peachy after 1967. Yes, the Act may have made relations between men in private legal, but they still kept the offences of procurement and soliciting. Oh. So, if I were to help two gentlemen exchange telephone numbers with a view to their going on a date, I could still be done. We were left with the irony of it being illegal to arrange an our legal activity. Well, as one who often feels the old days have much to teach the new generations, I must say I'm pleased things have now uh, evolved away from the moralising of that era. Amen to that ducky. That moralistic prevailing wind led to many gay men feeling utterly ashamed simply for being who they truly were. I mean, leaving aside the more salacious aspect of things, these men were simply looking for life partners, just like everybody else. But no-one felt they could be open, and so you learn to rely on your senses. And by Judy, did you have to have your wits about you. Yes, I read of the inexcusable injustice suffered by Alan Turing, for example, who, I believe, reported a burglary to the police only to find himself charged with gross indecency once they arrived. Oh, oh! The undercover officers were the worst. Trying to lure you into honey traps. The trouble was, they were always the dishy ones. Ooh la la. But yes, Gervais, thank goodness that nonsense is behind us. But silver lining and all that, it did hone my matching skills to a T. I didn't need the internet back then and I don't need it now. Ooh, yummy, here comes the soup. Gam urn. Gam urn. Uh, what does that mean? Thank you. Oh, you're quite the linguist. Gam urn. <laughs> now, chopsticks with soup are quite the challenge. Uh, oops, uh, try again. <laughs> All right, Major, the camera is running. In your own time. Major General Charles Mackintosh, formerly of the 3rd United Kingdom Division of the British Army, also known uh, as the sorry, Iron Division. Major, we'll just stop there. <laughs> uh, remember what we agreed? We only need your first name at this stage. Ah, right. Stealth all the way. Good thinking. Mm. I'll hold up these cards to help you remember the bullet points. Bullets? Yes. Fire away. Action! Good afternoon. My name is 
Charles. Major to my friends, I'm 68 and in damned fine shape. Very keen twitcher. So if you like birds, then we'll get along splendidly. Got a substantial port collection in the cellar. Some stunning bottles. Very happy to share one with a fine, upstanding chap who knows his own mind and enjoys Antiques Roadshow. So, I look forward to receiving intelligence on you. <laughs> Over and out. Very good, Major. That'll do nicely. I'll add it to our video library. What have I missed? Can I just have a look? Oh, the Major did very well. I just need to trim the stuff. Oh, I'm sure he did. But let's have a butcher's. Good afternoon. My name is Charles. Major to my friends. I'm 68 and in Oh, I've had a brainwave. You know what's missing? Music. We should add music to the start of every video. You really think so? Yeah, a bit of Shirley Bassey. This is my life and I don't give a damn for lost emotion. Just to give it a little flourish, you know. Are you sure? Oh, she won't mind. She's a pal. Oh, you're friends with Dame Shirley Bassey? Oh, we go way back. She's been so unlucky in love, though, poor thing. But sorry, Shirl, my gift don't extend to the fairer sex. Am I dismissed? Yes, of course, Major. Would you mind taking a seat over there and I'll be right with you. Got any port? Tim Yu, could you grab that bottle of tawny from the viewing room? Oh, there's another room? Oh, yes. Push the bookcase, Gervais. Every office needs a secret room. Oh, <laughs> uh, now, um, <clears throat> nothing seems to be opening. <laughs> oh, come on, Gervais, use your noggin. What books can you see? Oh, um... Giovanni's Room by James Baldwin. It must be that one. Uh, oh, no. Um, the Picture of Dorian Gray? Too obvious. Oh, dear. The Well of Loneliness. Hmm. Oh, there's a French one. Les Mille et Une Nuits. A Thousand and One Nights, surely. Oh, he's got it! Cézanne, ouvre-toi! Oh, of course! Open sesame. Very clever, Ronnie. Ah. <laughs> Well, this is impressive. I've stepped into a beautiful wood-panelled study with a very tasteful Chesterfield wing-backed armchair, a vintage pull-chain lamp with damask shade, and yet a very modern plasma screen on the wall. Oh, and a globe drinks cabinet. This is where candidates view the videos of their potential matches. Oh, of course. You're offline, so they have to come to the office to view potential suitors. It begs the question if they mind the inconvenience, but who wouldn't want to sit in here? It's just like Judy Dench's office in the Bond movies. Oh, yes, very debonair. Also from the French, Gervais, de bonheur, of good air or disposition. Well, I never knew that. <laughs> Trust you, Ronnie, such a wordsmith. Uh, Tim Yu, who on earth did you find to construct this MI5-esque cloak and daggery? Oh, that was me. It's not actually that complicated if you can get your hands on a microcontroller, relay board and some electrical tape. Isn't she the whiz kid? <laughs> Major, would you like to come through to view your match shortlist? Got your own officer's mess, I see. Splendid. Here's your port, Major. Ooh. Please sit down here. Ah. Uh, Gervais, once I've set up the slideshow, we should um, give the Major some private time. Oh, of course. I'll be right out. 
Whilst I've got you, Major, I just wondered why you chose the matchbox to help you with your search. It's all new to me, this exercise. Indeed, a life in the military was not conducive to my uh, predilections. Don't ask, don't tell, and all that. <laughs> but uh, it can be lonely once one is retired. And Genevieve, my niece, very bright, read history at Morglin. She showed me a service on her mobile telephone. Yes, one of the very popular applications, no doubt. I don't care for smartphones. Not very smart if the Russians can listen in, eh? Uh, there are websites which don't require a smartphone, like um, Guardian Soulmates. Wouldn't trust the Guardian to light a ruddy fire. No, saw Ronnie's ad in Private Eye, and I've been very impressed so far. <laughs> Not cheap, though. Still, it's not about the price. It's about the value. <coughs> oh, sorry, Tim, you, being ever the nosy Parker. I'll leave you to it, Major. And the very best of luck for your search. The hustle and bustle of the business day have drawn to a close, and Timu has returned downstairs to resume her restaurant duties, leaving just me and Ronnie. I must say, Ronnie, it's certainly a very varied working day here at the Matchbox, from what I can see. Oh, never an idle moment for these hands, Gervais. <laughs> what would you say is the most difficult aspect of your work, Ronnie? Well, having patience. I've always struggled with that. My spirit animals are shrew, you see. Always on the go, scurrying about. Mm. Mm. You smell that? Um... From, from downstairs, yes? I smell that broth all day, every day, because those bones need time. Time to unlock their goodness. It takes at least 12 hours of cooking for those bones to release their collagen, literally meaning giving birth to the glue, from the Latin colla and gen. Oh! <laughs> no crosswords ever defeated me. Now, the point being, some things can't be rushed, like love. But they can be popped in the same pot and left to simmer. Indeed. And might I ask if you yourself are looking to make a match? Good God, God, no. I don't want romance. Why should I? All this pressure from society to conform, to be a certain way, to be what's expected. No, thank you very much. <laughs> Some might point out a certain irony in that, Ronnie, since you seem not to be buying into the very service you're selling. The matchbox is the only husband I want, Gervais. Oh, seven o'clock already. Time does fly. I must get locked up and off home. I've got all of last week's countdowns to watch, although I fast-forward through the maths bit. That's what accountants are for, surely. Right. Come on, I'll show you the oh. way out. That's it. Through here. It's been a few days since my visit to the Matchbox, and I'm back to bid farewell to Ronnie and Tim Yu. Don't worry, Norman. We can record as many times as we need. I just keep getting in a muddle. Who knew it was so hard just talking about yourself? Oh, dear. Oh, try again, Norman. Right, oh. Here we go again. Norman is here once again, too, recording his This Is My Life video. Hi there. I'm Norman. I've just turned 61, but everyone tells me I must have a picture in the attic. Ha ha ha! Ha ha! Anyway, I'm 61. Oh, I've just said that. Um, should I carry on? Yeah, just carry on and I'll edit later. Right. Um, uh, I live in Croydon with my dog Tosca and my cat Figaro. Uh, so if you're allergic, we might need a box of tissues. Oh, maybe I shouldn't say that about the tissues. What do you think, Tim, you? 
Uh, maybe we'll concentrate on the positives and say they're very friendly to all guests. Well, Tosca is, but Figaro can be a little standoffish. Maybe and I... is that a nice spy on your face, Ronnie? Call me Cheshire Cat. <laughs> I found a match for the Major. Oh, bravo. He's a chap who stages very successful historical military reenactments. Not London-based, which was one of the Major's red lines, but he has an estate in Kent. And the birds of prey are quite the draw, I'm told. So I think the Major won't be able to resist. I'm going to give him a call right now. Oh, my goodness! Oh, whatever's the palaver, dearie? One of your dead duck eggs not come to life, has it? <laughs> Horrible things. It's a writ from the court. You what? From Michael Dupont Davies. Oh, no, not him. Ronnie, you promised. Uh, don't you worry, Norman. What the hell spells is he suing us for? A bloody refund? Not just that. He... Oh, Ronnie, he's claiming you took him out for a drink, propositioned him and spiked his drink. What a load of tosh, the liar! Ah, uh, there's a medical report showing the levels of intoxication in Michael's blood and a, oh, a photo of you uh, putting something in his drink huh? in that wine cellar you go to near the Thames. Let me see. I'm going to have to ask you to leave, Gervais. Oh, well, if you think so, but... Now, I... please, Gervais. We gave Ronnie and Tim Yu some space for a couple of days in light of this very dark shadow hanging over both Ronnie's reputation and the future viability of the business. Indeed, who would even consider using a dating agency tainted by a proprietor who spikes drinks? But then we received a call from Tim Yu to say that Ronnie had taken a week off sick, leaving her in charge, and she wanted to speak. Do you think the business will close, given Ronnie's misdemeanour? I don't doubt Ronnie's word for one second. He's an old-school gentleman, and I'm determined to prove his innocence. Uh, what are you going to do? First things first, I'm going to call Michael Dupont Davis. Michael, this is Tim Yu from the Matchbox. We have received your writ. Obviously, Ronnie does not want this to become public, so would you be amenable to accepting a cash settlement? Very well. I'll tell Ronnie. But the payment is conditional on you withdrawing the claim and sending me the original file and any paper or digital copies of the photograph. We will not be willing to make payment until these have been received. It seems strange to see a laptop computer in this office. Oh, yeah, it's my own one from downstairs. Here it is. Dupont Davis's email? Yeah. Um, I'm loath to interrupt, Tim Yu, but I'm afraid I can't decipher this whirlwind of technical prowess. If you know what you're looking for, you can investigate a file's metadata, which show the exact time and date the photo was taken. Oh, the 30th of June! <clears throat> 
Timu has fetched Ronnie's moleskin diary and seems to be... Ah! What have you found? Ronnie flew to Monaco on the 29th of June to visit Shirley Bassey, returning on the 2nd of July. So the chap in the photo... Couldn't possibly be Ronnie. We must tell him in person. Come on! Oh, 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 thank you, thank you, thank you, you angel. And, and thanks to Dame Shirley, too. Kiss me, honey, honey, kiss me. <laughs> what I wouldn't give to interview the dame herself. Is it a nice house? Not at all. A tiny studio apartment, but she makes do. That's the Tiger Bay upbringing for you. Oh, Tim, you, you are quite the Miss Marple. Who's that? Oh, <laughs> I'll lend you the books. Another fine woman not to be underestimated. Now... I think a call to the police is in order. But this time, it's not the gays who are in trouble with old Bill. Pass me the phone, darling. It's been a month since the kerfuffle at the Matchbox, and I'm back on Berwick Street outside the Soho Saigon to see how Ronnie and Tim you are faring. <laughs> And up we go. Ah, the brass plaque gleaming its welcome and... Oh, oh, Daisy. Oh, send me a postcard from your trip, Grandfather used to say. Oh, what on earth was... Oh, I see, it seemed to have tripped over a rose. A red rose lying on the step. Oh, I'll take that with me. Ah, <laughs> oh, Gervais, is that for me? Well, um, perhaps. I found it on the stairs. A rose in your path? This is a very good romantic omen for you, Gervais. Oh, she's a slave to the superstitions, you know. A good omen? Well, uh, we shall have to see, won't we? Uh, so, Ronnie, good to have you back at the helm after that ghastly business with... Well, let's just call him the Mountiebank. Oh, to be detained at Her Majesty's pleasure, we're hoping. He's been sentenced in a few weeks, but no, I'm actually... Well, I'm taking more of a back seat now, Gervais. Oh, really? And Tim Yu here has agreed to work full-time at the Matchbox. And your parents don't mind, Tim Yu? Uh, no, they're very pleased. And my brother's now old enough to help out downstairs, which is good because he's very charming with the customers, especially the young ladies who keep coming back and asking for him to serve their table. And I can't help noticing you're sporting a new wardrobe, Ronnie. I do like a sharply ironed denim trouser. Yes, well, Madam here has been putting her matchmaking skills to mischievous purposes. Is that so, Tim Yu? <laughs> well, I invited him to have a drink with me and my friend Peter. Except he wasn't her friend. He was one of the new candidates. Huge breach of etiquette in the offing, Gervais. When I interviewed Peter, I just had a very strong feeling that his ideal match would be Ronnie. Until recently, he worked as Professor of Linguistics and Etymology at University College London. Oh, a fellow wordsmith, Ronnie. So you saw love hearts before your eyes? Red mist, more like. No dating the candidates. It's a breach of the first commandment of dating agencies. But you didn't know he was a candidate, Ronnie. Well, no, because you didn't tell me until, well, until we developed feelings for each other. Really very naughty. But you've forgiven me, I hope. Oh, how could I not? With those puppy dog eyes. <laughs> so quite the turnaround for you, Ronnie. Uh, the matchbox is the only husband I want. Uh, hope I'm not misquoting. Uh, what we want and what we need in our lives. Well, 
All that horrid business with Dupont Davis, it really made me take stock in a way. What's true and what's not? The lies we get told and, well, the lies we tell ourselves. Was it Oscar Wilde who said, give a man a mask and he will tell the truth? The matchmaking is easy enough because it's not your own heart that's in the pot. But when it's your heartstrings in the mixer, it's a different matter. Would it be fair to say that you're now ready for a different set of ingredients in your life, Ronnie? Oh, oh, oh yes. And I'm turning up the gas. <laughs> Early days for Peter and me, though, but I'm discovering a whole new side to life. Outside of this office? Yes. And Tim Yu, having gone full-time, allows me to work to live... Rather than live to work. Yes. And a new chapter for you too, Tim Yu. I'm very pleased with the promotion and I'm planning a number of new features. Oh? A fancy computer database, if you please. To replace the paper records. And you don't mind, Ronnie? <laughs> I'm butting out, Gervais. Far be it from me to meddle. Although this one's meddling tendencies have paid off financially too. How so? I was taking a look at the accounts for my parents' restaurant and noticed that they'd been incorrectly banded for the business rates. I cross-checked with the matchbox, so thorough. which was also subject to the error. So not only are the rates back down, but there's a healthy rebate on the way too. Which is paying for the new software. Oh, I do so love a happy ending. <laughs> Might I suggest we celebrate with an early lunch? Where'd you fancy, Ducky? The Soho Saigon, of course, as long as the fur bore is ready. Pop the answer machine on, Tim Yu. We'll have a banquet. It would seem that, far from being cowed by the ubiquitous shadow of the online dating applications, old-school offline agencies are filling an ever-increasing need to help people find analogue connections in a digital world. Do join me next time when I'll be meeting more people living past lives in present times. The Matchbox was written by Nigel Pilkington, based on an idea by Nigel Pilkington and Peter Cragg. Ronnie was played by David Holt, Tim Yu by Jenny Bryce, The Major by David Shaw Parker, and Norman by Alan Marriott. Other roles were played by Gina Murray, Glenn McCready and Stephen Kinman, and the presenter was Nigel Pilkington. Original music was by Michael Bennett, and audio engineering and post-production by Holly Paris. The Matchbox was recorded at ID Audio in London, and the Dying Breed series is copyright Nigel Pilkington and Peter Cragg 2020. 